Hello and welcome to Sound Waves, the official podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. Over the last three episodes, we've looked at what young people have told us they've felt after spending time with the Trust. Accepted, independent, optimistic. Everyone who joined us for those episodes told us what those feelings mean to them and the impact rediscovering and rebuilding them has had on their lives with the Trust support. So in this episode, we're talking to Macy and Tom about what those feelings lead to, the brighter futures they inspire. You'll hear each conversation separately so you get the full detail of what their lives are like. They've been supported by the Trust, they've become volunteers themselves, and they're both going to tell you about that journey from where they started to that brighter future, which for them is now. Hi Macy, it's good to see you. Could we start off with you telling us what your life is like at the moment? What do you do? How do you spend your days? Um, So currently at the moment I'm still at uni studying biomedical science but I'm in my third year and my third year is a placement year so I'm doing like a professional training year in a clinical cancer clinical trials lab so um, pretty much Monday to Friday I do that and then in September I'll go back and do my final year at uni and then yeah other than that weekends I just see friends go out what does being in the cancer clinical lab look like at the moment I'm working on like three different trials so I'll be like a typical day is like I'll go in I'll run an experiment I'll write up I'll report back um sometimes I get to have like patient contact up in the ward and for me it was like quite a big thing so I went back and done it in my old hospital I was treated in so it's like it was like quite a personal placement for me and I'm actually working on my old cancer consultants that's really cool I mean yeah. did, it, did it feel like a bit of a moment to go back and be like oh I'm now on the other side of this yeah it did feel weird I won't lie like obviously I had an anxiety about going back because I'd never really gone back other than for appointments and even then I was quite I was very anxious after treatment so my consultant usually come to Basingstoke because it's where I felt more comfortable so going back I was like very much still in a patient mindset until I walked in I was like oh actually no I'm now the one treating the patients and now the one helping them and these are like these are the people who help me too that must feel like a big success yeah it does it it does it like it did hit me the other day I was like oh I finally got there (laughs) it's like after all them years it's like it's nice to be on the other side of it sounds weird but nice to be on the other side of cancer and not the one having it anymore but being out to help treat it and the developments of treatments in the future so we're talking about how hopefully the trust has helped a little bit on the way to where you're at now fingers crossed could you sort of give us an overview of where you started out on your first trip which I think was in 2013 up until about today what were those first trips like what was going on to do volunteer training like those sort of things um my first trip like I think most of the people at trust can vouch for this I didn't say a word I was very nervous I didn't want to go I'd never been away from my parents like I'd spent every day since I was six with my mum and that and I was still very ill and I hadn't really been around anyone else who had had cancer and my life was still very consumed but even though I didn't have it I was very much still my complete personality and how I felt and yeah I didn't say a single word but I loved it I came back and I still said to my mum I want to go back and I made a friendship group the first year and I'm still friends with them now. Like I still see them all the time. And then the second time, I think progressively every year I got more and more confident 
and that and um, I think I then wanted to volunteer because that confidence also came very much from other graduate volunteers and being able to talk to them and see there is life after cancer there is you can still go on and lead a normal life you don't have to always be defined by the experience you've gone through and they were a massive impact on my confidence and me becoming more independent so I was like if I can do that and give that back to the new young people then I want them to be able to experience what I did. Maybe hard to have a, an answer to this because you're never grad ball yourself but when you are a young person and you see grad balls what are the benefits of having them there? I think um, the benefit of having them there is that there's somebody else who has gone through completely it might be a different cancer if they have everyone has different experiences whatever cancer they go through but you still have this same understanding of you lose your whole life just changes as soon as you have it you lose all your confidence you lose your independence you pretty much lose who you are and then they've also already what you're anxious about going on trust trips and being new they've already done that so they can help guide they really help guide me through and that my feelings as well were okay and they were valid. So what differences do you see in yourself from almost 10 years ago now up till now? Are there certain things you're like particularly proud of? Um, I think definitely the independence is a massive thing. Like when I first started trip, I would, yeah, I would never leave home, I wouldn't go out with friends. My circle was very, very small because I was still very say worried about the whole medical and cancer side of my life where now like I'd say my proudest achievement for me is that that's still a part of my life but it's not my whole life and it's just a side part and that I've now got to a place where I can just be Macy and it's like Macy hasn't got cancer she had it and it's always going to be with her in certain ways but I can go live my life now I can I'm a lot more independent I like go off and do what I want go see friends go go a placement go to university and then and I think as well my other proudest achievement is going back and working in the labs and I always said since I finished treatments like one day I want to go back and sort of give back for ev- to everyone who helped me and got me to where I am today so it feels really nice to go back and know that I'm impacting other because the trials I'm working on are for um, zero to 18 year olds. So it feels really nice that I'm having an impact on younger people's futures as well. Yeah, you, you really are doing that giving back thing because you are the grad ball supporting the, the younger Macy's as you are going back yeah. into the lab where you were treated and now you're doing the treating. That's yeah. like, when you step back objectively and look at that, that is like just a cool thing to say you're doing. Yeah, I feel like I've done like a full circle now. <laughs> it's kind of like loop back round on itself. It is like, it does feel really good. What I've been talking about on the podcast recently is young people who have been sailing recently with the Trust saying that they've felt more accepted, more independent and more optimistic after spending time with the Trust. You've touched on independence. Would you agree with accepted and optimistic too? Yeah, I definitely agree with like the accepted majorly because when you come out of treatment especially as a young person you go you're thrown back into school and don't really come across with any other young person who's had cancer other than when you're on the cancer ward but then that's like another just very secure environment of it's just you know everyone's got it and going back into school and getting questioned and kids don't understand 
even like teenagers don't understand and even like sometimes adults don't understand I think unless you have everyone's affected by cancer in different ways but I think unless you have like a direct impact and see the direct effects on that person it's very hard to explain and be thrown back into social situations and it was it always very much felt like I was the odd one out the one who missed school the one who had cancer the one who still was missing out on school from side effects and I didn't feel like I fitted in anywhere really and I came to the trust and there was loads of people who felt that way but there's loads of people still dealing with after effects still having to go learn to like integrate back into school and that and I was like okay I'm not I'm not the only one in the world it doesn't feel it felt like a massive weight was lifted off my shoulder and that I could find people who did understand and it wasn't always something we spoke about but you just knew that it was like if you needed to it was like that safe space and like again I think that helped with like the optimistic side that speaking to the grad volunteers who had gone on to uni have got jobs have come back as volunteers that you're like oh that can be me one day and it has it is now are there things you can point to in your life and be like I know the trust has helped me out with this thing in particular I know you've touched on things you're proud of but is there anything when you're doing it you're like oh I remember this thing on this trip or this person I spoke to on this trip and that's sort of the piece together yeah I think I can't remember who the volunteer was but I think it was on my second or third trip someone just sat me down because I was really struggling and I just said at that point like I didn't really know I think I was 15 or 16 and I was then moving on to college and I was like I really don't know what to do I still feel very consumed by my cancer side of life and a volunteer a grad volunteer just sat me down and was like it's always going to be a part of your life but don't you miss out all them years from having it don't let it continue in a way and it's like I think for me that was a massive turning point where I was like that really it was just some few words what did really help me but it's like it's okay you're still allowed to say that you've had it and you're still allowed all these feelings but why are you letting it still take over that and I and I think that then really boosted my confidence along with other skippers volunteers mates grad volunteers just I'd say just a constant encouragement and it never being if you couldn't do something we'd find a way around it or you really help you learn to adapt and overcome and I've definitely taken that into like even my lab work what I'm doing now of instead of like because there is different ways I've had to adapt with my pain and stuff like that and the trust definitely helped me that with being on the boats and doing certain activities I definitely still use that mindset now and now that you are where you are you're doing what you're doing the future is kind of here how does it feel to be where you're at now like do you take the time to feel a sense of triumph or relief for those kind of things I think in the way I'm quite I think first time I really thought about that was yesterday when I looked at the question because I feel like I've been so you get so busy and at times you're just like oh yeah I just get on with it like it's fine and then I look back I look back yesterday and I was like actually 10 years ago when I first started with the trust I didn't think any of this was going to be possible I literally had I had no hope I thought my whole life was just going to be medical appointments, me being ill. I was petrified of relapsing. And I'm like, actually, I'm here. I've got my medical problems. I am quite healthy at the moment. I'm doing okay. I've got a full-time placement and life's going pretty well. So... <laughs>
Hi Tom, it's good to see you. I think a good way to start might be if you could tell us what your life is like now. What is it you do? How are you feeling? Sure. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Um, so I currently live in London and I work for an organisation called World Sailing, which is the governing body of the sport of sailing. And I manage the video and some of the content production for World Sailing for the web and broadcast and similar things. Can I ask how you got into that? Sure, yeah. The, um, I guess the route I took into my current role um, pretty clearly stems back from my experience with the Trust, I guess. It, it really sparked uh, a passion for sailing and also media. And yeah, to be able to marry those two things together through the Trust and follow that on was, um, was yeah, what really brought me to where I am today. So can we go back to where you've come from and take us up to where we're at now? Is it right you were diagnosed on your 16th birthday? That's right, yeah. It was on the evening of my 16th birthday, coincidentally. And uh, yeah, I guess weeks leading up to that, um, there, were, there were symptoms and, and I'd had issues for a few weeks before that. But the actual diagnosis came on, on my birthday. And then from then on, it was, it was very clear what the next kind of a year and a half, two years would entail uh, through sort of chemotherapy, radiotherapy and surgery as well. So going through that sort of treatment, what were the kind of obstacles you came up against during that time? Yeah, I guess you can really um, categorise them into both sort of psychological challenges, but also physical challenges as well. So I'd say some of the, the physical challenges were the surgery itself and, and the effects that chemotherapy and radiotherapy have on your body. So there was a lot of... Um, starting from scratch in some senses. So I, I learned to walk again. Um, I had to rebuild a lot of muscle and strength after the, the treatments and, and obviously stay well during them as well. It was, it was a, a harsh uh, regime of a 21 day cycle of in and out of hospital and, and all the things that go with it, the various tests and scans and everything like that. But aside from all the physical challenges, I think one of the biggest aspects that now I look back on were, were the psychological challenges around it. And yeah, I, I guess at the time, whether I realised it as, or not, as a 16-year-old in my 16th year, I was you know, facing a lot of tough questions about the future and, and everything to do with it, including kind of mortality and fertility and friendships and relationships, career, and all those things kind of, yeah, for a 16-year-old are quite hard to to think about and to yeah quite challenging so you come along on a trust trip i think your first was in 2010 and you only had a few before you became a volunteer i think but what were those early trips like what benefits were you feeling yeah as, as we spoke about there's such a long time ago now but i've got nothing but super fond memories of them and it's stranger the further away i think i, I get from that time the, the more impact i realize it had because yeah, the, the, the first trips um, I had were to the Isle of Wight. We travelled down from Nottingham and coach. I'm sure it's a, a similar experience to, a, you know, thousands of, of young people that have been on trips now. And that first experience of the trust was, yeah, inc incredible. It was suggested to me by a hospital coordinator and they, they thought I was suitable and would really benefit from it. And, yeah, they were absolutely right. They, uh, they couldn't have been more, more right in what it, it gave me. So yeah, I arrived on the Isle of Wight and, and met the team and was just, yeah, just looking around and just in awe of, of all these um, other young people that had travelled from all around the country. 
and we just had this incredible shared experience for the week you know learning things for the first first time and getting to know each other and sharing experiences it was amazing and you go on to become a volunteer so you're still involved with the trust even now you're still involved with the trust what changes for you personally when you're still on those trips but then you have these other responsibilities as well yeah i think becoming a volunteer was as, as big a step um, as it was going on the first trip you kind of you're there to facilitate and kind of see the change in the young people over such amount such a short amount of time and and you hear of you know young people come from such a wide variety of backgrounds and experiences and and all collectively going into this um temporary bubble for the week so yeah there's i guess it brings out um a certain sort of paternal instinct and you want to make sure everyone has a really safe and lovely time but also kind of yeah it's it, it's it really was just a case of just being in awe and, and absorbing all the, the magic that happens on that week. So recently on the podcast, we've been talking about what young people say they feel on trust trips. We've been talking about feeling accepted, optimistic, independent, and the hope is those things set young people up for their futures. What was your relationship with the future like during that time? And in what ways did the trust impact it at all? Yeah, I had to have a, a good think about this because... It's, it's kind of hard to, to put myself back in that mindset of, of you know, pre, pre-diagnosis and, and what my ambitions were, I guess. Um, but I think up until the diagnosis, I, I, you know, loosely had a life plan. It, it wasn't certainly written down anywhere, but I think growing up, you have this idea of, you know, getting a job, getting a house, having a family and all those types of things. And then this this traumatic experience of diagnosis happened and as I say it forces you to kind of reconsider a lot of things which you perhaps thought were um, possible and then I guess going through treatment it, it, all those challenges that I mentioned and then the, the, the trust happens and I think personally for me um, I, I can't speak to it, other people's experiences but it certainly really really helped accelerate that process for me to regain even the thought of those possibilities being been something that I could have in the future and um yeah I, I kind of I can't even think back now if, if I hadn't have had that experience with the trusts following a treatment where I'd be kind of um in terms of my confidence in, in going going after these things that I wanted and now that the future is sort of here do you ever stop and think oh we're here now yeah massively I think there's I'm incredibly incredibly fortunate um in the career I've had so far to have a few kind of pinch me moments and yeah having had a few in the last year or two I, I always yeah love to stop and think that you know the trust played a role in this and I, I really do credit that experience with with so much good things that have happened since then and yeah included in that I've, I've made some incredible lifelong friends and yeah I'm, I'm forever grateful for that. I was going to say are there things that you can point to about what you do now, what your life is like now, where you can say, oh yeah, the, the trust helped me with that thing in particular. Yeah, definitely. I think one that really stands out was um, last year going to the Olympic Games in Tokyo and being involved in the sailing there. And I was actually fortunate enough to, to catch up with um, a trust ambassador there as well. And that really kind of was a moment that at the time made me quite emotional. It was quite powerful as a, a kind of full circle moment. and. And we had a chat and, uh, and yeah, it was, it was a real moment where I thought, yeah, this, you know, that aspect of my life was one chapter and I'm now, you know, involved in, in the next chapter and, and it's 
it was such a beautiful thing to be able to connect those two things together and, and look back at my life as it was then and how it is now. So maybe we can round off with that comparison. What is the difference between Tom today and the Tom from your 16th birthday? Wow, that's a great question. I think, well, I'd hope we'd get along. Um, although I think we're two pretty drastically different people. I think Tom in 2022 is much more ready to step forward and say yes to things generally. And I think I have much more of a mindset now that you, you either win or you learn. And I think that's really stemmed from, you know, who I was before was quite a shy person, I think. And I, I certainly wouldn't you know, make my opinion known or uh, chase exciting, interesting things as much as I'm willing to do now. So I think that was would be the biggest difference is, is really, yeah, I think now I'd probably live life to the fullest. That's it for this week. Thank you so much to Macy and Tom and you two for joining us. Just before we go, I wanted to say a big thank you to the players of People's Postcode Lottery. Their support and friendship over the years has helped to inspire the brighter futures we've been talking about in this episode. And we can't thank them enough for the impact they've made to young people. Soundwaves will return in the spring, so it's a good time to go catch up on any episodes you've missed. Subscribe wherever you listen so you're the first to know when we return. Until then, take care.